Hello, you're listening to The Wedding Pro Show. I'm your host, Michelle Braswell, and we are very fortunate today to have a very special guest, Emily Foster with Emily Foster Creative is here with us. Emily, how are you today? Hi, Michelle. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. you. I'm great. I'm just so excited to hear what you've got to offer. Emily does web. She does mainly for wedding pros website and branding. And I know that's a super hot topic with all wedding pros. And of course, our clients want everything to be beautiful. And we all love looking at beautiful things. And Emily helps make that happen in a cohesive way for you. So Emily, tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah. So it's called officially Emily Foster Creative. I guess it's not too different from my name, Um, but I wanted to make it really personal because right now I'm pretty much a one woman show. So when you work with Emily Foster Creative, you work with me through the whole process and we do, or I do branding and website design for mostly wedding vendors and also other creative businesses. Um, We basically do both together if we can, but also if you're just looking for branding or a website, we do those individually And we just go through the whole process based in strategy of figuring out the goals that you're trying to accomplish, the problems that you're facing in your business, and how branding a website or both can get you there. Okay. So when you're onboarding a client, you're talking to them even about strategy too, not just... Right. Yeah. I actually, I feel like I don't like to do anything without strategy. Like even if we're doing a quick project, I still like to root it in some strategy because... Otherwise, it's really just like a pretty watermark to have a logo. Yeah, that's so true. But that really sets you apart, I'm sure, when it comes to designers. Yeah, I I know. It's like it's an intense process. So I know some designers like decide not to do strategy sometimes. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Do you have we tend to do three teaching points on here or three kind of topics? I know that you've got yours lined up. What's your first one? Yeah, sure. So the first one is about the branding experience and why you should invest in branding versus a logo. Um, I think there's this misconception because when everyone starts a business, they're like, oh, I need a name and I need a logo. Um, So that's always the first one of the first investments that you want to make in your branding. Um, But I think it really helps to have extensive branding that feels cohesive. Um, And I'll share a story to why. Um, So a while back, I designed just a logo for a creative business And they loved it and they still use it to this day. Um, But without having the branding, like the color palette and the fonts, um, even though I did provide those, but like not an official style guide and extensive branding for the rest of their pieces. It's just when they go to other vendors, it doesn't get shown sometimes. So like one of the greens was misprinted. Things like that can happen when you don't have consistent branding. Um, So that's why sometimes it makes more sense to make the bigger investment into branding up front so that you have something to show the visual voice of your business everywhere. Um, And your customers, your clients are like touching your business in so many different areas. Like if you're giving them a business card, if you're giving them a client gift, like the tissue paper and the box that you give to them to deliver photos or the brochures that you're giving them as a planner to like help them plan. And even like your email marketing and everything, you want it to feel like they're getting the same experience, no matter what you're giving them. And it basically just elevates your brand, makes you feel more expensive, makes the process less stressful for your couples. um, and makes it feel like they're really getting what their investment is worth. Like obviously you're providing great services. So you want your branding to reflect that too. Um, So branding versus logo includes a logo, submarks, it can include basically anything that you could use throughout your visuals. So sometimes I'll do patterns and icons. 
Um, we'll do social media templates, business cards, and other print collateral. Um, then your branding can also show up in your advertisements, anything you're doing through like email marketing, social media ads. And then we can, we'll always do a font palette and a color palette too, and give you a style guide so that you can take that. And no matter who you work with, like, even if you go to a printer in the future or like work with another designer, things are going to look the same because you have the same like hex codes and Pantone colors and everything to work with. And so that would be the first one. Yeah. Um, I want to go back and really emphasize something that you said. So investing in branding for your business is something that really does pay back dividends in the long run. Like whatever the investment is, I'm sure that you talk to people one-on-one and um, whatever the investment is, is always going to pay for itself. Like Emily said, you are going to be able to charge more whenever you have a consistent brand. You do elevate yourself and your business and your brand when you are using these cohesive tools. And the fact that you give them the hex codes and the things that they need for their designing too, because we're all have our hands in Canva all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can even put that stuff into Canva and keep that continuity going. And it really is very powerful for your clients. It, It makes a big difference. Yeah, I think it gives a sense of memorability too. To does, yeah. I mean, you can think of so many different things like the Home Depot orange or the Coca-Cola yeah. red, like those brands would not be where they are without branding. Like, it, And to a certain extent, like sometimes branding even elevates, not that anyone has a not great service or a not great offer for their clients, but there are brands out there who like maybe the product or the quality isn't actually great, but the branding elevates it. Like it, you can have like poor ingredients sometimes <laughs> and the branding can make it feel a lot more expensive. Like obviously you want the quality to be there no matter what, but it does yeah. make experience better for consumers. Yeah. It's so true. It's so interesting. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the next one, or actually, sorry, I wanted to go back to that too. So like yeah. with branding, um, it needs to be rooted in strategy too, because if it's not, then it's just not going to stick. So I've talked with people who, I know there's a lot of DIYers in the wedding industry and like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I've had to do a lot of DIYing myself too. Um, But sometimes people are updating things every single year and it gets exhausting. You're spending all this time on it. You might not be spending any money, but like you're spending time and like losing money that you could be spending on like finding clients or going to weddings and things like that. Um, So the way to really have a consistent brand is to dive into the strategy first to make sure it works for you. Otherwise, you're just going to always be like following trends or following what you like. Um, And it's just not going to stick. And that's really the power of branding is finding something that's going to stick for a long time so that people can recognize you as a business owner and recognize the services that you provide. That's so true. And it even goes back to the investment that sometimes when you are DIYing something and you're not making an investment in it, you feel like you have the freedom to change it up all the time. And that's so dangerous when it comes to your branding. Because, you know, as business owners, we get sick and tired of looking at our own fonts or colors or um, just when you're starting to be tired of looking at it is when it's very, really at the very beginning stages of actually being having continuity right. and recognition like if you don't have brain recognition until you're absolutely sick of it yourself 
Right. Yeah. And like, hopefully the strategy too will get you there. So it feels like you're less sick of it. And like, when you look at it, it feels like it's exactly right. Like it's an extension of your business and like, you know, that it's going to work for your clients and it just feels like something that you can look at a lot. It makes it something exciting for you. If it's exciting for you, then you're going to exude that and it's going to be exciting for everybody. And of course, in the wedding industry, we love beautiful things and our clients love beautiful things. So it, it's really a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been there too. Like there's this joke in the designer community that it takes us like eight or nine months or longer to rebrand, which is like, you know, like almost eight times <laughs> the amount of time that it takes us to do it for a client because we just can't make decisions for ourselves. Like, yeah. In some ways it would almost be better for us to like go to another designer to help us. Like not because we're incapable of like making great work for ourselves, but it just like, you're looking at it every day and it's like, it's so personal and like, it's hard to pick fonts and colors and other yeah. aspects of branding when you're doing it for yourself. It's a total age old thing. Like what the old saying was the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Like whatever we do is not what we prioritize for ourselves sometimes. Right. Like make overcomplicate it for ourselves. Yeah. You, so as, hard. as a designer, you want yours to be, of course, top. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, what's your second thing? Yeah. The second thing is why you should have more than a pretty website. So I think that's something that's really big in the wedding industry is yeah. like everyone wants something that's pretty, which is amazing. And that's one of the reasons that you go to a designer too, is like they can usually make it prettier than sometimes you can yourself. Um, but really you want your website to serve as a tool too. Like if it's not doing work for you, then there's kind of no point in having it. It's just a pretty build. It's an employee. Yeah. 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 So you need to like have a way to set up a marketing funnel through your website Mm -hmm. so that you're accomplishing whatever you need to with it. So sometimes that means um, investing in really great SEO. If that's the way that you do things, if you get most of your business through Google, then you're going to want to work with an SEO expert in addition to a designer to make sure that you're getting found and like top ranking so that it's a basically like mindless marketing tool that you can use. If you get most of your inquiries through like Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest, that's great. So like maybe you don't need to focus on SEO quite as much in the beginning, but you still want to have a funnel either way with one of those. When people land on your website, um, you basically need to tell them what to do because I think the statistic is like people spend like less than 15 seconds on a website and I'm in the middle of planning my own wedding too. So I know like how overwhelming it is to look at so many vendors and you just close out of websites quickly. Like if it doesn't look good, if you see something that you don't like right away, or if you're like unsure where to go. Or if they haven't told you what the next thing is to do, your like call to action is huge. Right. Yeah. You don't want to just be searching on a website for a phone number or email every yeah. time. Um, so that looks like a lot of things. It looks like adding call to action buttons everywhere that you can on your website um, to direct them to your contact form or direct them to your services or investment page so that they can get pricing. Um, and then it looks like basically leading them through that process. So maybe leading them through learning more about you, learning more about what you can provide, and then into a contact form. But you also always want to make it easy for people to just contact you right away. Um, so some of the ways that I like to do that is to have contact right in the navigation. Like, don't make it too fancy. Like, I think some people will be like... Um, like book a tour if you're a venue or things like that. You really just want it to be quick so that people know exactly where they need to go to ask you questions or to book a tour. Um, And then at the top of the wedding page, you would want to have like some, not at the very top, but just depends on the design. You would want to have call to action buttons that lead them to the option to contact you. 
um, and then make that process easy too. Um, so one thing is sometimes I've seen a lot of forms that like they ask tons and tons of questions. You want to try to keep that short, like basically whatever you need. So like, I know the importance of asking about like their date and asking about some details just so you can get an idea if you want to work with them. Um, but try to make it as easy of an experience as possible and then save that legwork for the people who get on a call with you. Um, that looks like that. It also looks like, um, other funnels can be like offering freebies on your site, um, offering some kind of value to people. Um, so maybe if you're a wedding planner, it's offering like a wedding planning guide of like basic things that they should know, just a little bit of free value so that they can get an idea. And it's also marketing because they can look at this and they can be like, wow, this is really overwhelming. And we actually have the budget to hire a planner. So we should just go back to her website and contact her. Yeah. Um, And then with the contact too, one thing that I found is that a lot of vendors don't have their phone numbers or their emails linked, which was like so frustrating when you're looking on your phone um, and you can't like just link to an email or contact them quickly. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of sites you would have to copy and paste. And at that point, even if you have to copy and paste, like you just have to take those barriers away because they will move on. It's fun to talk to you from a planning standpoint, I, I think all of us as pros love to hear kind of that back end of what you're feeling like as someone who is planning their wedding. And that if you have to copy and paste a phone number, you're probably not. Right. I honestly didn't at some point. Yeah. Like we would be like, we toured quite a few venues and like, yeah. we'd be on the way to a venue. And maybe I was looking up, like we had already read maybe that we couldn't get catering through the venue. So I would be looking up caterers on the way to the venue. And if it was too hard to contact them, I would just be like, okay, like I can't spend this time in the car. Like I'm just going to focus on photographers now or whatever else was on yeah. the list. Everything is so fast moving now that you just, you have to be the easiest one to book with. If yeah. you're the easiest one to book with, you will win. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day too, like people want, this also applies to your branding actually, but people mm-hmm. want to work with people Um, so you want to make that website experience as personal as possible so that they feel like they trust you enough to get on a call because no matter what you do with your marketing and your website and branding, really that big value is on that call when they connect with you, especially if you're like a planner or photographer or DJ, like they just want to know that they like you and that they want to give you thousands of dollars to be totally. (laughs) And your, your, um, point about having your freebie as part of your funnel, having that opt-in is not just for you to collect the website, their email address. I mean, but it, I mean, it does position you as an expert and it does make them want to, they want to book with an expert. And if you can show your expertise and that is part of your strategy on your website and your branding and your whole package, like what you do for people, it's, it's going to get you the booking. Yeah. It's that sense of building trust, especially yep. like there's just so much trust needed for a wedding. I feel like I mean, it's everything. And we all, all of us as wedding pros have this information in our head. So put it down, make it a PDF, make it a video, get it on your website. Yeah. And I think honestly, that sense of personality will sometimes get you a bigger investment. Like so many story, like when we were looking for videographers for our wedding, we actually had a really low budget to start. And then we like quadrupled our budget yep. because of the people that we met. I mean, we realized too, like how expensive videography is. So we yeah, but you started thinking, yeah. Yeah. We ended up, like we were down to two vendors and we ended up picking one over the other just because he was so personable and he was like real on his stories on Instagram. Like he was just really responsive. So 
that like also showed up on his website and branding. And it felt like we would be getting a really personal experience with him versus like the other one was just kind of a studio that we felt like we couldn't connect with as much. Wow. Can you share was the one that you went with? Was it the more expensive of the two? Yeah, he was. I think he was like $500 more. Yeah. Like you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so interesting because we were going to spend way less than that. And now I look back and I'm like, it's so worth it. But like, it wasn't that hard of a decision because we just really liked him. Yeah. You had, he had these things going for him. Right. Man, you've got some good nuggets in here. This is amazing. <laughs> Not a, you can say branding and website and yeah, learn so much from it. Okay. Yeah. What's your third? Uh, my third, I guess actually that leads us, I was talking about his Instagram stories, yeah. but showing up your branding on Instagram and your other social media platforms Um, So that's basically infusing your personality. Um, But one thing I do through my branding packages too, if clients want to invest in it is adding things like Instagram highlights, um, templates that we can put in Canva or like social media graphic templates, um, basically making things look more curated in your feed. And then you want to do that, but also add a balance of personality. Um, So one thing is I never really recommend, unless you are a big brand, like say you're a bridal shop or you're a wedding planning business and you don't go by your name anymore and you have like several coordinators under you. Like if you are just a solopreneur or like there's a few people working under you, you want to add personality to your social media by adding your profile picture. So I notice a lot of people, like if they're just one planner or one photographer, will put their logo in their profile And it's hard to connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also sometimes sets up this expectation that you are way bigger than you are. And I think if you are a small business, you should embrace that because people um, going into the wedding planning process, like every couple is different. So some of them are looking for that like really high end, big business experience. And some are really looking for someone who like they know that they're paying them and they are getting like that experience with that unique person. Yeah. Um, So that's one way to show up. Um, apply your branding is basically add personality through your profile picture. You can also do that through really good branded photos. Um, And then through your Instagram highlights, making those look cohesive with like the colors in your palette, the fonts in your palette, or like icons that you add, and then doing a balance of your work um, plus social media graphics. Um, So it'd be like showing up, um, applying your branding through those graphics, and then also showing a mix of whatever you create. So like, Maybe if you're a florist, then it's posting your work um, through your flowers. And then also every now and then, like every three or four posts, posting something educational about like why you should invest in floristry or like why you should invest in me over other florists in the area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do it for yourself, who else is going to Right. Yeah. And it's hard. Like this is stuff that honestly I still work on in my business because you get, it's hard to talk about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You get so busy with your client work and you want to get them the best experience. But unfortunately we just live in this fast paced world where they need to get that best experience. They need the information. Yeah. And you can do it through testimonials or reviews or somebody else saying it too, but people really do need to hear why it is why you do what you do and why you're the best choice for them. Yeah. It's like the videographer story. Yeah. 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 The testimonials are a great idea for social media graphics too. I'm sure you talk about that. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. All right. Um, So we always wrap up with a hot tip. Do you have one yet? Um, I have one if you don't. 
Okay. Uh, I'll spell mine first. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a chance to think about it. What what Emily said about continuity with your brand and using your profile picture on social media, please, please do really consider using your image. I know if you don't have professional branding photos, you can still get a great picture of yourself to put on there. And it's still more powerful than kind of substituting your logo and having your logo on that profile picture does not make you look bigger. It, it takes that human element out of it. Even like um, the CEO of Instagram, I love following him on Instagram mm-hmm. because he gets on his stories and he talks to you like a real human. So really do that human experience, no matter what the size of your business is, but having your profile picture, the continuity on all of your social media channels, if you could use it on your, even your personal Facebook profile, have that set to where it looks like you are a business person and the per- and you're like real human person, but have your personal page have be that same picture as your business page, as your Instagram profile picture. It really does make a difference. If you can do branding shots, great. If you're not there yet, invest in your, I would say even invest in the branding for your, and your website before your branding images. Cause you really can get decent branding images of yourself, you know, before you're ready to invest in a photographer, but it's not that, that expensive. And it really is super important. Your branding mm-hmm. is a big deal. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes your branding can also drive the tone of your branded photos. Like mm-hmm. I think that's key is going through the yep. strategy of figuring out like who you're trying to target. Um, because I think when you first start your wedding business, every, I would say most people are just trying to target every couple who's getting married. Yeah. <laughs> getting, like if you live in Portland, then you want to try to find every couple you can in the Portland area. But then you eventually want to get more specific and like what yeah. kind of people like, <laughs> yeah, what kind I, have, of- I have a keywords training and I said, okay, who is your target audience? And just like what you're saying, Portland, a lot of people will say, Someone that's engaged in Portland, I'm like, okay, well, if somebody searches for that on Google, if they're searching getting married in Portland or wedding venue in Portland, that's just not enough anymore. And having that branding and yeah, you're doing your branding first before your images is great. Like I always wear clothes that match my branding colors and just having that really, yeah, that's a good hot tip. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Knowing your branding colors before your branding shoot is good. Right. Yeah, I would say uh, my hot tip is applying your branding to your processes. So I can't tell you how many wedding vendors I've met who don't have like branding on their proposals or like they send me a contract and it's just like black and white text and like doesn't even have their logo. And it's just a little added touch. Like even if they've already made the decision to work with you to apply that to like your invoices, your contract, your proposals. Um, and just make sure that all looks consistent. Um, and it also adds to that idea of giving them a more expensive experience. So you, as someone who is planning a wedding that, I mean, of course it's your field. So you notice it more, but even just kind of stepping back and looking at it from a bride's perspective, that really does make a difference to you. Yeah. If systems are, have their branding on it. Right. Yeah. And I noticed it like through kind of the non-design aspects too. Like if I were sent a proposal in HoneyBook or Deb Sato, I noticed I just felt more secure in investing thousands of dollars. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, they've invested in their business, so they're going to be around. and Right. And it made it easier in things, especially, like, when we were looking at hair and makeup artists. Like, there's, like, little tweaks that you sometimes make. And you're like, oh, sorry, like, this bridesmaid actually doesn't want hair and makeup. Can we take that off? 
So like our hair and makeup artist was so kind and like adjusted that a couple times for me. Um, but like other vendors, sometimes like I would inquire and they would just send me like, I don't know, like a word document or something with their prices. And it just kind of felt a little less official. Um, and even they are not inv- as invested in their business as someone that's using a system. Right. Yeah. And even yeah, if you are in the detail, like you as a couple getting married, attention to detail is the probably the biggest thing on your list. You want that for your wedding. So if they're not showing it in their business, it's not going to work. Right. And you want to know too, like, even if like you are side hustling right now and you're working a nine to five on the side, or like maybe you're really busy with taking care of family and things like that. Like, I think the couple just wants to feel secure in knowing that like, you're going to be there on their day. You're committed to their wedding. Um, and like, this is like one of your first priorities. Like obviously everyone has other priorities too, but if you can appear like this is like your main thing and you're really serious about your business, which one way to do that is through those like proposals and contracts. Yeah. It's a bigger deal now than ever pre pandemic you for someone to be out of business or not show up or disappear during the wedding planning process was unheard of. And now you hear about it all the time. So anything you can do to add that security. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. yeah and you'll stand out from all the other people who yeah. maybe haven't figured it out yet too. Yeah. 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 So worth it. All right, Emily, tell us where we can find you. I know everybody's going to be scrambling to connect with you. Oh, thank you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at design with Emily and I just spell my name E M I L Y. And then you can find my website at Emily may, um, it's spelled M A E foster.com. So Emily may foster.com. Um, and that's basically the best way to find me and to, um, you can also book a free call if you have any questions, if you want to get, um, to know more about my services, um, and we can identify what are the best ways to help you get there with your branding and website. That's amazing. All right. Thank you for being here. And thank you, you, audience, for being here also, where we learn, grow, and connect together. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you.